0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Adam from California asks, What is your guidance for storing purchases of gold, silver, and other precious metals? Well, Adam, that's a great question. Let's talk about the different ways you can buy precious metals. Which one to choose is a matter of balancing both scale and risk? Let's use gold as an example. and Everything we say about gold pertains to platinum and silver and anything else for that matter. You can buy gold certificates. Or you can buy gold bullion, whether it's gold bars or coins. Now certificates have the advantage of being very convenient. If you have a brokerage account, they appear as a line item in your brokerage account. You could also demand the physical certificates, the paper, be sent to you, and now you hold actual paper certificates. It's much easier to trade gold certificates than the physical metal. It's much more liquid. In both cases, what you're holding is a claim on gold, not the gold itself. When you hold a claim, you hold an asset on a balance sheet, And the party holding the physical gold is, of course, holding the physical asset, and your certificate appears as an offsetting liability on their balance sheet. The moment they own the gold and you own a piece of paper, you are faced with some amount of counterparty risk. Just like when you take your money, you deposit funds at the bank, it ceases to be your money. It's now the bank's money. You merely have a claim on those funds as a depositor. It's exactly the same with a gold certificate you're exposed to counterparty risk whenever you're not holding the physical asset. Holding physical gold has no counterparty risk, but holding the metal isn't without its own set of issues. When you buy gold, the cost of transporting it and keeping it in a safe location can be significant. You could go out and buy your own safe and keep the metal at home, or you could rent a safe deposit box at the bank. But here too, you've got a cost to transport the gold, and the risk of loss during transportation is not something to ignore. The second risk is of counterfeit gold, and in particular if you're buying gold off of the internet, from gold dealers on the internet, it's something you really have to watch out for. Often the gold product will be packaged in a clear acrylic box. The counterfeit crooks manufacture a gold bar that's made out of tungsten, has a specific gravity very close to gold, and is gold plated. So because the specific gravity is very close, it's difficult to figure out whether it's good or not, because if you don't open the acrylic box and remove the bar to, mer- to verify the exact measurements and the weight, you would have a very hard time determining whether the gold bar is authentic. The additional weight of the acrylic introduces enough uncertainty that amateur gold investors don't discover the fraud until much, much later, if ever. If you put gold with a storage company, you've got to be sure that they're reputable. If they're stealing your gold, you'd have no way of knowing it. Only when the last couple of depositors demand their gold would you ever discover that theft was taking place. If you place a one ounce Canadian gold maple leaf coin in for safekeeping, how do you know that they are returning your specific coin and not somebody else's or perhaps even a counterfeit coin? Now, I'm not a gold expert, but I know several experts and both Brian London from the New Orleans Investment Conference and Dana Samuelson have been guests on the podcast. I've learned a great deal from them. And in fact, even others, guys like Peter Schiff, who runs Schiff Gold. And I've got to know them over the last couple of years. Here's an excerpt from episode number 93 with Dana Samuelson, where we're talking about the very same question, where to keep gold. Have a listen to what Dana had to say in this little segment.
1: I'm a physical precious metals dealer. My company, American Gold Exchange, is a national mail order dealer in the United States. So we deal in the physical product. You can buy, if you want to speculate and trade the market, you can buy GLD, which is an ETF, or SLV for silver. Those are very cost effective ways to have a paper gold or silver policy. But if you want physical gold as a way to have a little crisis money or to uh, transport wealth easily, physical wealth very easily, there's nothing better than gold. Also, you can transfer wealth from one person to another easily with gold as well. So
0: what would be the difference between, say, holding a gold certificate versus holding the actual metal itself? What would be the advantage of one versus the other?
1: Well, if you hold a certificate, you hold a claim to gold. You don't actually own the physical metal itself. And that's really where the true insurance policy is in the case of a real crisis. If you need it, if you really want it, you're not going to want the paper. You're going to want the physical.
0: So there you have it from Dana Samuelson, former chair of the American Numismatist Society. These are the folks that specialize in precious coins and I take his advice over virtually anybody else because he's the true expert. So in the meantime, that was a great question, Adam. Have a great rest of your day. Make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.